We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app everybody now he didn't say everybody jonathan he said everybody get up (laughs) you remember how many times we talked about this song oh yeah when it first came out oh my gosh and uh what was his name? The one that uh, his father was really famous actor. Robin Thicke. And Robin Thicke is name. his son. Yeah, he's the artist. And he was uh, working with Pharrell. They did that two together. And um, yes, yeah, they had to pay a lot of money, man, because they were they were stealing from Marvin Gaye. It was the riff. Yes, the riff was was a, from a Marvin Gaye tune. Same thing happened with Sam Smith and Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. For Sam oh, Smith's. that was terrible. Yeah. that was worse. Yeah, I mean, he, they just stole it from him. I mean, they literally pilfered. You know? Well, they said. How, they, how do you do that? They said they they said they didn't know, and then it, it all got settled because they ended up having uh, Tom Petty, be, you know, have a producer credit on it. So he ended up getting uh, getting after the the whole thing came up. They mm-hmm. he got money until he passed recently and credited. So. Did, I didn't know that. Tom Petty? Tom Petty died? Yeah, he's Was been, that last year? Uh, I want to say it was 2020. Let me check. Okay. If it was a year or two ago, then yes. I, when you said it, I immediately thought it just happened. So I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Because this, okay. this, this was the yeah, was song really that deal. came out. I think the, the song came out in like 2017 or 2016. Mm-hmm. And I want to say within six months – this became a big deal. That became a big deal. And uh, Sam Smith came out and said, oh, we didn't know. We didn't really uh, think think of that. And then they said, okay, we'll give him a producer credit. And that's what they did. And every, Tom Petty was like, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They had to pay a lot of money, both of them. So, and, you know, what have we learned here? Because it's, it seems that it keeps happening you know, someone pilfering. By the way, you know, I was I was I was off. Um, Twenty seventeen was when Tom oh. Petty died. Okay, yep, I do remember that. It was huge when the news spread all the way across the world. It was very huge. I have to tell you, Jonathan, there's so much happening in our country right now and in our lives. And we were talking earlier today about. You know, why are things so ex- expensive? And now they're saying that there could be a recession, right? And with a recession, there is some correcting that's being done sometimes, not all the time. Um, but it's just how long is this going to last us, right? I mean, people are frustrated. First, you had to sell your home, and you're so excited to sell it for, you know, four times the amount that you wanted. And then you get out there and start looking for a place, and you can't find a dang thing. 
Nothing. Because the money you made is not enough off of your house, right? To buy something else. It's just, there's so much going on. I don't often know what to do with that at all. So as we uh, keep watching and keep hearing, I, I was reading the New York Times opinion page and it asked the question why a middle-class lifestyle remains out of reach for so many people, right? Why in the world? Why a middle-class lifestyle? And then when I say a middle-class lifestyle, and I'd love to know what you think about this, Jonathan, is that, you know, I'm talking, I'm going to go and be frugal, right? If I go to Nordstrom's to buy clothes, I'm going to go and buy things that are on clearance, right? And I'm going to search and search and search until I know I've got a great deal. Because Nordstrom is above my budget, period. Same thing with going to Target. Now, I remember going to Target. I love that store. Oh, my gosh. I just feel like, please don't bury me there. That's <laughs> all I want to say. I do love that store. And um, you go to Target. It used to be a time that you could really find clothes that were inexpensive. You know, uh, if there were like pants and a shirt and a little uh, vest or something that went with it for your son. It was only like 10 or 11 or $12. Now, you know, they have pants for babies that cost more than that. I, I, I don't understand why it's costing so much. So here we are trying to figure out our lives. It's still with COVID still raging. Of course, it's increasing and increasing. And we're still trying to think, oh, am I ever going to get on that level where I feel comfortable? And that is where we're at today. It's a very difficult thing. And the article from the New York Times, and Jonathan, let me know if we get our guest. We have a guest that is to join us tonight, and we're really hoping we can get her to come on and talk about some things that I think are really, really important, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but in the New York Times, it says, June's just released inflation data is starting at 9.1%. It's the highest year-on-year -year rate we've seen since 1981. And I know because in 1980. The guy I married, he and I bought a house before we got married, two weeks before we got married, and it was 18% interest. I'm sure, I'm sure some of you are going, oh, I remember that, I remember that. So when the inflation is this high and things are starting to look like um, something we absolutely don't want to happen, um, then all of a sudden people start really writing about it and talking about it. And so... Um, I will share some of this with you um, because it, it really is a question to be asked. Why a middle-class lifestyle remains out of reach of so many, and I would say so many Americans, not just those that just landed here, God bless them. I'm talking about so many Americans who have been here for a long time, those that were born here, those that... Um, you know, walked here from Mexico, those that, I mean, we can go on and on, but those that are here, it's shocking how many cannot afford it. You go into some of the grocery stores and you cannot believe the prices. I know that happens to me. So if it doesn't happen to you, just let me know because I want to find out what you're doing. You know, if you and I are in the same kind of situation, I, I want to know how in the world that is, that some can do it and some can't. Now, my daughter loves Aldi's. I will say that about grocery stores. And she says to me, Mama, I can get it cheaper. I went into that store the other day, and it looks brand new, the one that I went to. It looked brand new inside. And I have to admit, some of the prices were much lower than other stores. I was shocked at that. And we all have our favorite grocery store, right, Jonathan? I don't know if you're there. Are you there? I'm Jonathan, here. Jonathan, are you there? Oh, okay. 
Uh, grocery stores mean a lot to me. So when I go to a grocery store and it's my favorite grocery store, oh yeah, until I get that little tiny bag with four things in it and I spent $85 and I'm looking at the four things going, what, how? There's no way these four things cost me $85. So let me just say this. You've thrown a lot out there in the last uh, eight minutes of show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm going to try to take them as, as piecemeal as I can. Um, oh. The first thing you talked about was real estate. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say this. The older I get, the things that I realize that I know less and less and less about Mm-hmm. are economics and things that have economics involved, like real estate, like a GDP versus the stock market, like a, a living wage versus the stock market and all of that stuff. Um, I I know less and less about it because it just seems like more complications get thrown out at it. So I I I couldn't begin to talk about the growth in housing prices versus the ability to pay for and and get into housing and home buying. It was, it's funny, we uh, during our recorded uh, show from CBS, The Takeout, mm-hmm. um, the subject this week was regarding the economy and inflation and everything that's going on regarding that. And, and Major Garrett, the host, had uh, Jill Schlesinger, who hosts – Jill on money on yeah on this, I like her yeah she was the guest this week on the show talking about all the inflationary stuff uh, that's going on and so the the more I listen to to people like her that know economics and know uh, money and finances the less and less I everything goes over my head it goes in one ear it goes out my eyeball. It goes, it, it just fractures and goes everywhere because I have no But that's clue. what they want to happen. That's what they want to happen. They don't want us to study and figure out what does this all mean. What we, We've asked the question when inflation was first announced um, recently. It's amazing how many people were asking, what is inflation again? What is that again? Right? But it comes around so often that you would think we'd have it burned in our brain. Yet, it is so important for us to understand how that process works. I'm not able to tell you how that all happens tonight and be and trust what I'm telling you, so I wouldn't do that. But I will say that it happens far too often. And, you know, they, they in this article from the New York Times, it says that June's uh, just-released inflation data is startling at 9.1%, as I read before. It's the highest year-on-year rate we've seen since 1981. Then he says, maybe it's the highest we will see. Oil and other commodity prices are falling, uh, real wage growth has turned negative, and retail inventories are thickening. Well, I mean, you just said a whole lot right there. Oil and other commodity prices are falling, but real wage growth has turned negative. I mean, how in the world are we going to keep purchasing and, and, and investing in the economy if we are too broke to do it because the wages are down again? Those are the sort of things I'm concerned about. They, we don't seem to get the clarity we used to get in the newspapers. Well, I, <laughs> That's just my, my thought. I don't know whether it's the diversifying economy where you have stuff now like the gig economy with people that are, that are doing things that you weren't doing 20, 30 years ago. Stuff like ride shares and stuff right. like 
you know, going into your own businesses and doing that for, and you know, stuff, stuff like Etsy and eBay and all of this stuff where you can make a business off of, off of things that might have been available again, 25, 30 years ago, but on a much smaller scale and in a much more localized area, you weren't, you weren't, if you were doing something like an eBay store now where you were making goods and selling them, you weren't selling them across the country, let alone across the globe. You didn't have the infrastructure unless you unless you started to build your brand and become more of a corporation. And so doing this stuff now, it's it's completely different world. And so I would think it's completely different economics that are involved with it. Well, we have five generations that are working and, and literally at work. Um, today. And so you got Gen Z, um, they call them iGen or Centennials. They were born in 1996 to 2015. I have a niece that is a Gen Z. And her whole thing is about, look, I have to start a business. I have to create my own thing. Because if I go into a company and try to make the money and hold on to the money, you can forget about it because of the way they do it. And you know what? That whole lot of that Gen Z, Generation Z, is really feeling that way. They are starting their own businesses. They're online working. to. Some are learning coding. It's quite remarkable, and every generation is so different. But when you have all five of them working together, hopefully, that can be a conundrum. There's yeah. no doubt about and, it. And, you know. and real quick before we go to break, I understand what they're saying. I I'm older than Gen Z. I'm older than the millennial. I might be on on the old end of the millennial spectrum, but I understand that thought process. It's, Did you just say and, and older think, instead of old? <laughs> no, no. Because well, I, I I can never remember where the millennial uh, the millennial uh, phase begins generation and begins and ends. 1977 I, to 1995. So you say 77. I've heard it. I've heard eighty. I've yeah. heard yeah. Yeah, and it does change. It's certain certain organizations that are specializing in these generations and where they begin and end and all of that. Yeah, it gets confusing. It's it's right. almost changing very often. In fact, the baby boomers now go from nineteen forty six to nineteen sixty four. So that's a change from what I've read before. Right. So, uh, just getting back to to what what your niece was saying, I think the pandemic has really brought that out more in people saying, I want to own my own space as far as making money is concerned. I either want to do it on my own time. I either want to do it in my own in my own voice. I want to do it in a way that I am controlling the narrative, controlling the, the flow, controlling how things are set up. And I think that, like I said, is something that has really been experienced since – March of 2020. I think it's wow. really been exacerbated, but we got a break. Okay, we got a break. We'll be back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, why not sail away? By the way, have you been on a sailboat before, Jonathan? Um, I don't think I have. I I know I have not. You know, the th- the closest I've come to is uh, the man I married. His family owned a um, a boat, and they would take it out on the Mississippi. I went one time, one time, and the Mississippi, man, all of the currents and undercurrents and all of that, you can feel that. When you're, you know, trying to maneuver. And once we, we, we almost got stuck that one time um, up against some, uh, I don't know, dead wood or something like that. And it kind of freaked me out. So I don't mind taking a cruise from time to time, although it's not my favorite thing. I don't mind doing it. But when it comes to boats on the Mississippi, I'm not that girl. You got to give you got to put me on some water that's just calm, cool, collected, you know, <laughs> just... Yeah, we don't have to speed. We don't have to do any of that. Just relax. So, would you get on a, you know, a, into the Mississippi on a boat, a small boat? Oh, uh, Mississippi. Uh, I don't know. Um, mm. I. Uh. <laughs> you see exactly. I might. I. I think I would do a lake first before a uh, before a river. So, are you talking about? Minnetonka Lake, which is gigantic. Yeah, I I would probably do that first, just because it's more still and you're not dealing with a current. Hmm. Uh, I'd probably do that first. And I, I've been. It's not like I haven't been on a boat before. I don't think I've been in a, on a sailboat before, but I've been on a boat before. I have been on yeah. on, on boats before, but yeah, just not but a I, sailboat. Not a sailboat. I have not been on a sailboat. I've watched. People launch their sailboats. I mean, I've looked at that and said, wow, look at you. Go. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> right. I don't want to lay out, you know, in a bikini. And, you know, first of all, that's scary. But to lay out in a bikini and, you know, sit there and enjoy getting sun drenched. And no, no, that's not quite my thing. It's not for everybody. It's, uh, you, you know, know. But for those it is for, God bless you. Water, water's pretty to look at. Is I can it? Do that. I can do that from the shore. Is it? You know, because cruise ships, they go way out, right? And my mother, her first, no, it probably was her third time doing a cruise. She went, what is that when you stand at the, you know, like Titanic where she puts her hands out? What is that on the boat? Goodness, Cheryl. Can't the, remember. The, not the, the bow. The bow, I guess. The bow, yeah. Yeah. And um, you stand there at night. The moon is shining down nice and bright. And you can literally see all of the trash in that part of the ocean is just disgusting. My mother was so stunned and so affected by that, what she saw. And she said, Geraldine, I had no idea that much trash is in our oceans. I had no idea. You couldn't, you, they couldn't make a wave that could hide it. You could see it so well. And those are the things I think about, you know, what are happening to our oceans? What are happening to this? However, you know, you start to see some of these documentaries and that gets excited. And I know I'm all over the place, Jonathan, don't remind me. But I will say this. 
it's exciting to see the people that are working so hard to correct the ills that we have created as Americans, as well as other people throughout the world. It has been a horrible thing to watch the decline of our national parks, the decline of our our oceans and waterways. It's just, it's been really tough. And I keep asking myself, what am I supposed to do? How I, okay, I know that I put out the recycling. I know that I clean the recycling before I put it in there. You know, I don't want to give them to, to put dirty, you know, recycling in the bag. I don't want to do that. Now, someone actually said to me, does it matter? <laughs> Why does that matter? But I heard once that, you know, there are certain countries that will not take your refuse if, if it has not been cleaned. So have you heard that before? Um, I haven't, but I again another another thing I haven't done is travel out of the country, so I would not. Uh, oh, you have to do it, Jonathan. Yeah. I know you've you've told me that before. You you've told to, me that I don't recently. Care if you just you could drive into Canada. <laughs> I know we talked. I think we ta- actually. I think we talked about this last week. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Is it the last week or two weeks ago? It was very recently. I'm sure it was more like six months ago. No, 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 no. It's fresh. <laughs> Fresh. You know what? I have fresh. I have some dear friends that have not been out of the country. And I'm that girl that prays that. I, I wish it was mandatory, and I've told you this before. I wish it was mandatory in this country that you absolutely have to travel somewhere outside of the United States. You have to. I would love that. It would be because nice. it opens us up. It, it it gives us a different perspective of life. It would be nice to do that. Um, and again... I need to focus on trying to do that. That's what I need to do. But again, uh, we must break. Yeah, but you told me two weeks ago we discussed this, and obviously you haven't thought much about it. Let's talk about that. We'll be back in a moment. It is now 837 here at WCCL Radio. Really appreciate you sticking and staying with us. And yes, Michael Battle, my son, will be joining us tonight. It's been three weeks he's been off, my um, Jonathan, so I'm really excited that he'll be with us tonight. There's so much happening in the news, and I know that so often you get really frustrated with it, and I do too. But I will say that um, just like we were talking about cruise ships and sailboats and that sort of thing, it immediately can take you to a happier place. And I don't know about you, but if you are still feeling um, like something is wrong, it just everything feels wrong right now, you are not alone there are many of us feeling like that. I have been feeling like that recently, and that's not something I usually feel, right? So my brother and I had a chance to perform at Crooners um, just this past Thursday, and I cannot tell you how joyful it was to be on that stage and to just sing, just to deliver all of that. You know, I, I felt as though something huge was lifted off of me, and we all find ways to figure out how to get to joy or how to get to happy. And it's not easy all the time. (laughs) I wish I could tell you it was. But at least you keep trying because you will get there. And I wonder, Jonathan, you are so private, and I'm not asking to dig into your personal story at all, but I am curious to know, what do you do to find your happy? Uh, uh, You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess maybe it's in, it's in the like the television shows that I watch or some of the music that I listen to. Um, I don't know if I would say that the things that I've done like outside of work have necessarily made me 
the happiest. I, I enjoy doing them to a point, but I don't know if, if they are wholly satisfying. They're somewhat satisfying, but it just depends on the day. Uh, well, do you know what satisfy, satisfies or, or would you even even be able to recognize it if you were satisfied? That's the real question because a lot of us define these words differently. What does satisfy mean to me? What does joy and happiness mean to me? Yeah, and we and, may and, and, we and, may take a little you know exit somewhere, and and people wonder, well, how in the world did she get to that? And again, I think it's something that is more toward the like the TV shows that I watch, um, whether it's comedy or whether it's drama that I like and that I get into. There's stuff that I'll that I'll that I try to not force myself, but make sure that is available to me. So that I can uh, find an outlet to laugh, find an outlet to enjoy myself. I just knew. I, I really thought, oh, he's going to come on and say he loves karaoke. And you're good at it. I'm surprised you didn't say that. Well, it's, I mean, I've only, sang, I've only sang twice since March of 2020. So right. part of me wonders if, if I am uh, pushing myself to do that. I do enjoy doing it, and I did enjoyed doing it um, ever since I started singing it in 2003. But part of me is kind of like, eh, have you kind of grown out of it? Are you a little bit too old for it? Eh, no stuff one's like ever that. too old for karaoke. Oh, come on. Oh, no. I've I, trust, to, I, went trust to me, nice... I know no one's too old for karaoke. I'm, I'm just talking about me, myself, have I grown out of it? More than anything. Oh, maybe you've grown out of it. Maybe that, and that would I don't be tra- want to, you know, tragic. But, I really hope you won't. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. I, I hope I haven't, but I haven't had the need ever since this places have opened back up and uh, karaoke places have have gone back to doing what they do. I haven't had the the huge urge to be back on a stage, back behind a microphone doing that. So that makes me think maybe I have grown past it, but I hope I haven't. Maybe you're ready to get behind a microphone on a real stage. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we are See, not are doing things. an episode. This of- is what we do as human beings, okay? We We say to ourselves, yeah, I really would... You know, love to keep doing karaoke. You know, I do enjoy, but maybe, maybe I'm getting past it. And then someone introduces you to something else and says, "Hey, then why don't you just get up on the stage? You know, we can go to a VFW or some of your friends start talking and giving suggestions, and you will knock them down verbally and go, uh uh-uh, uh, no, thank you. See, why? See, uh, this why? Is, this is not an episode of Johnny." gets on the stage at the fine line or the Dakota and embarrasses himself. This is not that episode. No, that episode <laughs> may be for another TV show or radio show at another time. That's not for this show tonight. No. Yeah. But I'm always thinking about what else can I do to either bring someone joy or someone can bring me joy. What would I expect? What does that look like? Because we're going through, you know, Dante has how many hills? I think it's seven. Uh, right. Yeah, I think it's seven. I think it's seven, right? And and at this point, considering all the stuff we're going through in this country, we might need three more. But <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's it's rough right so now. So Dante's basically redecorating. He's going to his interior. He's going to renovating. Yes, he's going into his interior decorator, and he's saying, "Hey, 
I need some additions put on uh, to this place. You know, I need I need a, 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 a I need I need the definition of a of a hell sunroom or of a uh, uh, well maybe not a mud room. Yeah, I'm wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> Not a mud room. You're you're talking to a guy that looks at blueprints of houses all day uh, for his main job. Oh, that's right, for your main job. That's right. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of interesting rooms. I lived in uh, Como Park uh, when I was married, and I loved the house. And then we found the original blueprints of the house. And, man, they had come up with this whole different idea of what this house could look like. And I am telling you, Jonathan, it was an excellent blueprint idea. I mean, the ideas that this family chose. And we kept saying to ourselves, we should try to do some of this. And that never happened. Mm. You know, I was traveling a lot and he was working a lot and it just never happened. So, yeah. You have to to be dedicated to do that. That's the thing that I have learned – being at the company and and being in the position I've been in now for the last few years is when you're doing additions to homes, when you're doing building new homes, doing stuff of that grand of a scale, you have to have commitment. You have to have a full-in commitment, a full-on commitment, and a lot of times it's it's an elongated commitment because there are projects that I've worked on that were initiated a year ago, two years ago, and and maybe you don't have the financial financial setup yet. Maybe you're waiting for other things to happen in the community or, or around around the property. But there are times when what whether you whether you are gung ho and you do it right away, you do it within like a couple months. You you start thinking about it and then let's just do it. Or whether it takes you years to get that project done, you have to commit to it. You have to. Yeah, I agree with that. But boy, I don't know. I, I am so addicted to HGTV, by the way. I want you to know this. The whole renovation you were talking about. I love watching people do this. Now, it's, some it's, of it doesn't make any sense. It is Yeah, it really is. And everyone is so different. You've got, you know, those guys that um, the two brothers, the twins, the, that the do property that show. brothers, the property brothers. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, not this my is thing. Also, this is also not let let Geraldine swoon over the property brothers show. That not that's not this episode tonight either. Isn't God great? I could thank see the, the drool. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I could see the drool coming out of your mouth from here. No, and no, I can't no. see. Look, <laughs> I'm just saying they really have some very interesting. There's one I keep looking for where it says no reno, no rent. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, There's so many commercials for so many of these shows. I've yeah. seen a no renovation one. Yeah, yeah no I, reno. I think and, I know which he, one you're talking about. There's, there's. But seven she does do reno. You can't say no reno. No renovation if you're actually doing it. You know, it's like they have this thing where, you're, you know, no walls come down, but you bust through a wall and put up a fireplace. Isn't that renovation? I would think it would be the technical yeah, so definition of it. But that's I don't weird. know. I don't know what, what definition she's going off of. I don't know if, if they ha- – if remodeling versus renovation, I think there is a slight difference. but Really? I, there is. I'm, I'm dead serious. Um, but I don't know what would go 
renovation and what would go remodel. Let me try to look that up here in the dictionary yeah, while we up. take a break. Okay, we got okay, man. You've been mean about these breaks tonight. Okay, you're right. We have to pay the bills. I understand. Have that. to pay the bills. Look, here's my motto. My my sister Javita said this to me years ago. She said, "You know, if somebody can just, you know, rub my feet and pay my bills would be great." <laughs> okay, I'll, we'll be back. As I was saying before we went to break, I do love anything that is uh, brain balm, where you can watch it. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't upset you, make you angry, anything like that. And that's what HGTV does. And it started right here in the great state of Minnesota. So um, I'll, I'll never forget the couple that did that, um, um, Sharon and, oh, God, Gerilyn, really? And they started this whole house and garden television network, and um, they just have done a great job. They're, they've been away from it for a long time. I don't know where they are or how they're doing, but it. It's, it's so many shows now on it. That's my brain bomb. That's what I go to look at when I need to just release, just take a deep breath and watch HGTV. Do you watch it, Jonathan? I mean, you said a couple of animation shows, right? I I don't usually watch HGTV. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> sorry. You, we're, we're, we're might be experiencing some technical difficulties. Um but uh, I don't usually watch HGTV. I think we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think you're delayed. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you watch? Is there one? Uh, oh, no. Are you serious again? Am I? I oh, my goodness. We've been having technical tech. Go ahead. I, I think you are hearing me are a little bit you? better now. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Can you uh, hear me? I can. We are still on a little bit of delay, but I'm going to go past HGTV. I don't really watch it, but I did find a real quick a uh, definition of both renovation and remodel. So renovation is mm-hmm. the act of processing or uh, repairing. I'm sorry, the process of repairing, renewing, or restoring to good condition. Uh, basically, you have to recondition something to get back up to a good condition has gone into poor condition where a remodel is to construct or make over. So you could still keep what you have in good condition, but you'd rather remake it, remodel it, re uh, do something different. Right. So remodeling is, is going to cost you more. Not necessarily. No, I would uh, to be honest, I would think renovation would possibly cost you more because you might be in such a poor condition that you might to, let's say, meet meet specific local codes on your housing, on uh, what you need to have available. So you may need to remove more than if you're just remodeling. Remodeling might be replacing something, whereas renovation might be you're upgrading it. So in in a lot of cases, upgrade means more, means costing more. And there we go. Costing more. Oh, my goodness. It does cost a lot. Yeah, there we go. And we've run out of time just about. I do want to say, though, uh, Center Stage is coming up next. We have some really great guests, thanks to my producers, Chris Tubbs and Craig Schofer, and, of course, Jonathan Lowe, whom you love. And um, we're really excited to present to you those guests in just a moment. So don't go away. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 